This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. You're listening to Basha and this is Lay Link on Joy 94.9 coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. And thanks to The Locker Room for sharing all things sport for this week. And we are going to continue on that sports theme because we have Shelley in the studio as our special guest and she is the latest hot coach for the Foxes Gridiron team. It is the Foxes, isn't it, yes. Shelley? Yes, good. I Western right. Foxes. Ah, see, there we go. And we're going to chat to her all things gridiron. She's going to teach us about this sport. She's going to tell us all about her illustrious career. And then she's going to chat to us a little bit about the US because, as you may have noticed, she has a little bit of an American twang in her voice. So we're going to ask her all things America. If you have any questions for Shelley, just send them in to 0427JOY949 and we'll ask her and have a chat. So, Shelley, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Basha. It's good to be here. Yes, it's all good. Now, I usually start the show with just telling people about some general information. And I believe you've seen the movie The Heat. Yes, I did. I recently was in the US and got to see it once it premiered. Tell us about The Heat, because it stars Sandra Bullock and... Melissa McCarthy. Who is hilarious. Yes. Actually, I enjoy Sandra Bullock's humor quite a bit more, actually. I just am a big Sandra Bullock fan. Oh, who doesn't love her? Come on. She's She's so so sweet. She's so sweet and nice and just, yeah... She and she like did, and she did that lovely gridiron movie as well. Yes, which was one of the best movies of hers that I've seen, and that thing brought me to tears. And I can't think of the title. I'm trying to think of it myself. I know, it uh, up. but we'll think of it. If you know what it is, just send us a text because we're just blank. Anyway, so tell me the about blind the heat. Side. It's called the blind. There side. we go, the blind that's side. Yes, that's what it's called. Thank you, Shelley. I was just about to Google. So the heat. It's a comedy. Yes. It's very what is the comedy. premise of this movie? Sandra Bullock is a. FBI agent yes. who's all about business. As she always is. Yes, and she's very good at what she does. Oh, wow. And Melissa McCarthy is a local police officer who is not about the book. And she just likes to do things her own way. <laughs> Which is always good. <laughs> and it just happens to be a drug case that they are both working on and they have to learn to work together. Because so yeah, that's unusual, pairing a, a FBI agent with a police officer. Yes. But I'm guessing it brings in a lot of comedy. Yes, it does. Because they have completely different <laughs> rules and regulations on how they do things. It, it is quite entertaining. I think Melissa McCarthy does a lot of physical humor. Yes, she is good at that. Yeah, a lot of physical humor. And Sandra Bullock's just Sandra Bullock. She's just got her own sense of humor. Yes, because that just opens in Australia. So, yes, it's, yeah, on my, it's on my to-do list. I was wondering when it would open here. That's why I wanted to see it so badly when I got to the U.S. <laughs> I find that a lot of the movies now open quite close to the U.S. because they're trying to cash in on the fact that they will keep the movie running here and that mm-hmm. people won't, not that we encourage, download it online and watch it. They're hoping that people will actually go into the theatres and watch it. Cause yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't see any point in delaying it. No. It's also because I used to work in the cinema industry, so here you mm-hmm. go. Here's some information for you. <laughs> see, they print so many copies of a movie. Uh-huh. Okay, and now it's all digital, So, but they'll still have actual film copies. 
and it's easier for them instead of destroying them, then they can just send them around the world and use them. Oh, so they're sharing. They're sharing, and it just it just makes it cheaper. Because because an actual copy of a film can cost around $5,000. Okay. Digital is a lot cheaper, but yeah, so if you have to destroy that and you have to make several copies, it can be quite pricey. Yeah. So you just make sure you can get as much use out of it as possible. I see. So you recommend The Heat? Yes, absolutely. Good laugh? Oh, yes. Hot women? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, that's all. That's what we like on Leilink. All right, so you're listening to Leilink. This is Basha. You're on Joy 94.9, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Basha, and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9, coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia. Send me a text on 0427 Joy 949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now, we have a very special guest in the studio. We have Shelley, who is the coach of the Fox's Gridiron team. Hello, Shelley. Hello, Basha. Now, Gridiron, tell me, what is it? Uh, Gridiron, (laughs) I guess if you're not an American, you're not going to be as familiar with Gridiron, or as we call it, football in the U.S. Gridiron here is essentially your NFL, National Football League style football with the shoulder pads, helmet, full kit. We play on a 100-yard long field, 11 people to a side, and it's very aggressive and brutal game. Yes, because they really attack each other, don't they? Yes, everybody's getting hit on every play, every down. I think a lot of people find it a little less exciting than the traditional Aussie sports here because there's a lot of stop and starts in the game. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of like rugby. Because it sort of has a lot of stops and starts as well. That is true, yes. But yeah, football seems to be a more flowing game, but they're running a lot. They are running a lot. I think overall, the there's so many positions in football that are very specialized. So sports like rugby or AFL, people tend to be overall in better general fitness. Yeah. Whereas in football, you have big, big linemen who maybe don't have to be able to run very far for very long. But you they protect small, the, uh, the the quarterback. Quarterback. Yes, yes I got that the right. The quarterback. <laughs> there you go. Ha. It's actually a great sport because so many people of different sizes, shapes, speeds, uh, and abilities can get involved in some way, shape, or form. There's yeah, that's like one of the things, player. yeah. Because AFL, they're all pretty much tall, lean guys. Whereas in gridiron, you can have a nice mix of people because they've got to support each other. Yes. And you've really got to work as a team because you're moving that ball as a team and you've got to protect certain players and things like that. That's true. It's very strategic. Yes, too. So that's the word wise. I was looking for. Yes. Thank you. Very strategic. It's more like a chess match than than anything. Uh, yeah, because you have different plays play. and things like that, which right. you prepare. So you'll, you know, the quarterback is the one that screams out what he's going to what they're going to play. Is that how that works? The yes. quarterback on the offense is the one who directs the play, gets the calls in from the sidelines, tells the team in the huddle what they're going to do, arranges for when the snap is going to be made. He controls the offense. What's, what's the snap? Because when I sit here, snap, I think of that old card game, you know, you used to play and you used to put the cards down and when they matched, you hit snap. And went, <laughs> yeah, you won all the cards. I'm guessing that's not snap. The snap is when the ball is placed on the ground yeah. and the center on the offensive line yes. will approach the ball and they have to snap the ball from the ground between their legs into the quarterback's hands. It's a rather intimate relationship between the quarterback and the center. Uh huh. So they have to be good friends, I'm guessing. You hope so. Yeah, because if they're not, that could be awkward. I hope they don't. <laughs> if they have boundary issues, they're not going to do very well in that center quarterback relationship. Probably not. Now, I saw you message a few days ago on, because on, I'm stalking you on Facebook, you messaged about cleats. Cleats, yes. Yes. What are cleats? <laughs> I get this a lot from the Aussies. Yeah. Uh, cleats are, I guess you guys all call them boots. 
which when I think of boots being from Wisconsin, I think of uh, well, no, we call them shoes or sneakers, but they're like sort of the normal sneakers with little spiky things. Yes. Yes. Yeah, spiky things. Yes, you can tell my technical spiky, terms. Spiky things. Yes. Um, yeah, just to give miniature you some better heels all over the shoe. Yes, as give I like you to grip. Call them. Yeah, so that you're running, you're running in grass typically. It's often muddy, so it's good to have good traction. You can also play football or gridiron on astroturf as well. So you'd have a different type yeah, of shoe oh, of for course, that. Yeah, of course, because yeah, you'd be like tap dancing. Exactly. <laughs> you hear this. Dit, 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 dit. <laughs> Might not sound or work really well. All right. So how long have you been playing gridiron? I haven't been playing since 2005, but, but in, I started... But in your, in your illustrious career, how long was... We don't six g- years I played. Six years you played. Yes, okay. but it's been at least that long now since I last played. Why did you give up the sport? For me, I had a lot of injuries, and I had torn the ACL in my right leg, which was my second knee, second ACL reconstruction. And at that point, I decided that I needed to preserve my body for the future and it might be a good idea to stop and help coaching. Yeah, that sort of sounds like a good thing because it, it is quite, even though you're wearing a lot of protective gear, it, it seems quite quite a aggressive sport, I guess you could say. And, and you, I presume people get quite injured even though they are, you know, covered because they do, they do hit each other quite hard. Yes, that's true. But I think I've been involved in other sports as well, and people get injured, especially knee injuries for women, playing just about any sport. So I, I don't think that overall... Maybe not badminton or tennis, but, you know, not tennis, but maybe, you know, badminton or something, you know, would not. But yes, I know. I know what you're saying, yes. Right. So it, all the padding does help. Yeah. And actually, you, know, you put all that stuff on, and you do get hit hard, you get hit often, but it doesn't hurt that much unless you And you have butt really pads, wrong. don't you? I never wore all that. I would wear oh, the okay. thigh pads, but I even gave up on the knee pads, the butt pads. It's just bulky. and It makes everyone's butt look really, really good, though. Not really. It, really? Because it makes it... so? Well, when I was watching, like, maybe on the movies, but that's, all, that's, that's how far my gridiron knowledge goes, is anything I've watched in a movie. Yeah, because it just, it, it looks like it's sort of holding them in place. <laughs> now, it's probably not fitted to them. It's probably more the tightness of the pants that they're wearing. See? I see. think a lot of the NFL men don't wear pads much either anymore. Okay. Yeah, so. it's probably a bit awkward, I guess. It's, it's like Spanx. <laughs> yeah, it probably d- restricts your movements. Now, what position, when you were playing, what position did you play? I think it would be easier to list the positions I did not play. Oh, okay. I was everything from fullback, okay. which r- is a running back, runs yep. with the football on offense. I was a tight end, which is somewhat <laughs> offensive line, somewhat wide tight end, really. Tight end. Well, hello. <laughs> I think that, that r- that's r- everybody's favorite position. Mm. Hmm, I can wonder why. <laughs> I'm the tight end, sorry. My mind went to the wrong place. Yes, were you a quarterback? I don't expect anything less from you, Bash. Oh, of course, no. Well, hello. Anyway, continue, sorry. <laughs> I also was, I was also a punter, which is, you know. Someone footy, who plays they, his bets. The way they kick the ball in footy, right? Oh, okay, so a punter, is that a punter? a punter? I thought someone, a punter, someone well, who plays his bets. That could be too. Mm, I thought, well, that's and a bit odd. And I was also a long snapper, so you have to have a someone. Fish? It's, it's like the center <laughs> position, but you don't have a quarterback, you know, fondling you from behind. You actually just throw the ball between your legs, a distance back to a punter or or to someone who's going to kick a field goal. Uh huh. I mostly played linebacker on defense, however, yep. and defensive end and free safety. Okay, yeah, because you're quite tall, so you'd have to sort of be in those more running positions. I'm guessing. 
Yeah, yeah so, somewhat. It, it helps to be tall, but overall, I was one of the smaller people on the team, believe really? it or not. Yes. Wow. Uh, I was about probably 15 kilos heavier than I am right now at the time, too. Yeah, it's probably a, a good protection thing, though. Yes. Yeah, yes. and it was probably all muscle. It helps to be strong <laughs> and fit when you're playing and getting hit by people twice your size. So why did you transition to coaching? I think for me it was generally because I found that the men, at least in the U.S., who were coaching, they were just play callers. Okay. They would put X and O's in the paper and tell us to run this way and that and call plays, but they weren't doing much in the way of actually teaching the girls the fundamentals of the sport. And had they actually been players themselves in the past? Many of them had, okay. yes. Yes, so they would just come in and... and do what they wanted to do, whereas the women didn't have any experience. They didn't grow up playing. So it was essentially like you have people with the experience of an eight-year-old boy, yeah. but the mentality of an adult. You know, yeah, okay. People on your team that have PhDs, they're brain surgeons. They're, <laughs> you know, we have a lot of intelligent people. So a lot of the times the guys would come in and just start coaching with X's and O's just play calling. But the girls, they're smart. They want to know, you know, why do you do this? Yeah. How do you do that? And we eventually, there are a lot of women who learn those things either on their own or found some coaches that were good teachers. And I think for me, that was a big thing that helped my teammates out more, more than anything. So do a lot of teaching and coaching amongst your teammates, especially the longer you've played and you have young people coming up under you. So it's a mentoring role. Yeah, I think the strategy is important because just being told what to do, for me personally, I don't like that. I like to understand the mechanics and the reasoning behind it. And I think as a player, it's probably very essential because that gives you that that little bit of understanding so you can understand what exactly it is that the coach is is thinking. That's true. And in such a sport where it's very violent, very physical... If you don't understand what you're doing, if you're not properly taught the technique that is going to keep you safe, you can end up getting hurt badly. So it's important to be teaching proper techniques. Okay. All right. We're going to go to a song and some ads. So send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. You're listening to Basha and Shelley. This is Leilink on JOY 94.9. You're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me and Shelley a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Now we are talking to Shelley. She's telling us all things gridiron. She is the hot coach of the foxes. So you're the foxy coach, aren't you? Well, <laughs> I'll let others decide that, I guess. Oh, I think, we'll, I think we'll put in a vote for that one and say yes. Now, we are talking gridiron. Can you tell me a little bit about why is there a lack of female coaches in the sport? Here in Australia, I think it's more so driven by the lack of numbers of people that are involved or know about the sport. Yeah, because we've only just sort of formed our league. Right. And we're about to to get there. So they probably haven't really played it apart from maybe in schools and maybe in sort of local competitions. But as a sort of a league as such, we don't really have that in Australia, do we? No, there are teams throughout Australia, though. They're getting bigger. It's getting much bigger. Mm. Uh, The Foxes are the first team in Victoria. Yep. Last year was their first year. And we're hoping to grow the sport more so that we can play more games and have more competition. Yes, so if people are interested in joining, because you're still looking for players, I'm guessing. Yes, absolutely. You're still rec- actively recruiting? Yes. And all body types, all body shapes, all he- all fitness and, and health, all ages, must be over 18 though, to actually play. They I can- 
think 18, we have some pretty young girls that have been training with us. I believe they, their parents can give them permission. Oh, okay, but, yeah. Uh, they can train, but yeah, they probably won't be allowed to play until they're over 18 just for the physicality reasons. That's all right. Yeah. But yeah, but they can at least train with you guys to get a good understanding, I guess, of the sport. And Because exactly. I, know, I know from other sports that a lot of the girls, when they hit certain ages, are no longer allowed to play footy and stuff like that. They stop them playing the mixed rounds and they don't have a strong female younger round so these girls are sort of stuck between we want to play sport we want to be active and there's nothing actually out there for them to play it's like that everywhere in the u.s it's the same thing when i got out of college and you want to continue to be active what do you do yeah if you can find some mixed teams play co-ed sports you're lucky but to find the opportunity to actually play sport with just other women it's very difficult yeah because i think sort of soccer and maybe footy is sort of big in australia and maybe cricket but then other sports it's just it's just not there if you want that more physical and a bit more strategy game it's just not there and so it's great that the league is coming along now do you have a website there is a website that you can google the western foxes yes it's actually under the Western Crusaders Gridiron Club. Okay, and then they just click on, I guess, the There's women's group. The women's group yeah. is under the Western Crusaders website. Good. And we have a Facebook page, the yes. Western Foxes, and you can go there and catch up. And that's actually how I got in touch with the team initially. I had heard about them, and I just went on Facebook and searched for them and was able to get in touch with the team that way. Yeah, so that's that's good. So ladies, if you're interested, you know, do you just go in and, and go to a, a session just to see. Maybe you like it, and if you like it, you can start playing the sport, right? Yes, we practice 6.30 till 8.30 on Mondays and Wednesdays at the Henry Turner Reserve Oval in, in Footscray. Okay, yep. We'll also be out there this Sunday at 12.30 for our first Sunday session. Okay, so you're going to be doing Sunday sessions regularly, or is this sort of just starting up? As we get closer to the season where we may have some games to yes. play, we need more practice time. So Sundays are going to be more regular. Plus, it gives us an opportunity to play in some daylight. Yes, that would be nice because it does get quite dark. Quite it does. Now. It gets dark. It's cold during the day. Yeah. It'll give us an opportunity to, especially those who are trying to catch passes, it helps be able to see the ball. So Yeah, um, that would be helpful. Yeah, the lighting is a little less than to be desired Candle lighting is beautiful for for dinner. Maybe not for sport, but yeah, I know I know what you mean. Because in a lot of those fields, yeah, they are sort of run by the local council, and they're trying to save money. And unfortunately, it means that they can't provide all the services like electricity, because those lights are actually quite expensive. Yeah, yeah, they burn a lot. So that's good. So if if people want to, so if ladies out there want to join join you guys, they they're quite welcome to come to a. Should they contact you first? Oh, they can show up. They can contact us first. Just show up. And show up, up at, a, at, a ga- at a training and just have a look. Yes, bring some cleats. <laughs> and if they don't have cleats, can they bring golf shoes? <laughs> golf shoes have hooks. No, I don't know. <laughs> they do, actually. They have ah, little, see, see, little I know metal something. spikes in the bottom see, of them. See, but if they don't quit for football. Oh, okay. But I'm sure if it's just to, just to have a look, because I guess you're not going to be sort of playing. They're going to be sort of looking first to see if they actually like the sport. And you'll probably try them out to see their ability to Absolutely. put them in an area and I'm guessing you give them a lot of training about we do a lot of conditioning mm-hmm. and we do a lot of practice exercises just to see who can catch who's fast who ha- who's agile yes who can throw who can that's punt. important oh there's a lot of skills that we need to evaluate and we put everybody through the same drills so that we can see what they're capable of 
That's good. Now, what kind of a coach are you? Are you a hands-on coach? Are you one of those silent screamers or, you know, sorry, sideline screamers, I should say, not silent screamers. That doesn't make sense. Or are you in the thick of it with the players and you're pretty much running with them and, 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 and coaching and telling them and showing them while you're going? I would prefer to be the one that's involved with them and in, in demonstrating and showing them as I go. I'm not much of a you rah rah person. <laughs> I'm I'm not the cheerleader type. Yep. I like to think of my job as being a teacher. Yep. So that I will demonstrate to them, tell them when they're doing things correctly. If they're not doing it correctly, just make sure I can show them how to do it correctly and not just show them but tell them why I want them to do it a certain way. Yeah, because it probably avoids injuries and things like that as well. Exactly. You want them to do things in an efficient manner as well. So anything you can do to help them be quicker yes and think faster is useful yeah and i think because they're they're probably lacking knowledge because they probably you know come from maybe a derby a footy soccer you know these kind of sports maybe rugby backgrounds they sort of have an understanding of your sport but they don't really they don't really grasp it there's quite a lot of rules yes there are a lot of rules and in fact there's many women who have shown up and they've never seen a game yeah well you know as i said my knowledge comes from purely movies you know that's that's how i know the sport i have no idea i've never actually seen a game like live i've seen on tv you know and that's one thing that's a lot different from the u.s at least when i was playing in the u.s all the women that came to the team they knew most of the rules they had watched it all their life they knew pretty much what was going on so here we have to step back a little bit further and make sure everybody understands the rules to begin with just the basic rules well yeah because footy is our national sport in victoria pretty much and you know in new south wales and queensland it's mainly the rugby right so yeah I can understand that, yes, they don't have that knowledge. So it's good that they actually get that get piece of stuff. So what are the girls like? We have a wide <laughs> variety of women on the team. Yeah. There's uh, some Americans. Oh, really? Oh, there's more of you. <laughs> At least one that I know of, Woo-hoo! which is good. <laughs> we do have a lot of women that did come from roller derby and rugby, and we have to try to beat some of the bad habits out of them because... <laughs> Get them into the football thinking mode. Because derby would be good because they'd be used to like sort of blocking and... The physical nature of derby is is really good. They just have to get used to running and not skating. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I think there there are some things they have to get used to. Some of the rugby players or even the footy players have learned how to tackle, but they have to learn how to tackle differently for football and take advantage of the padding and the gear that they have on and not be afraid to stick their face into someone's chest when they're hitting them they're not going to break their I'm nose. glad you went to that place because I was thinking please don't go there but you said chest thank There's you a lot of See? chest involvement in football. oh really yes. oh what a shame I think the male coaches have the biggest problem when we are at practice because when you're blocking and things we always tell people to hit them in the chest you want to block yeah. your opponent in the chest and that's not something the guys want to be demonstrating on on the women on the team. Yes, I guess because you don't have padding on your stomach, and you could win someone really easily if you you know if you hit them full force in the stomach. But if you're hitting them in the chest, because you actually have padding there. Yes, and I believe that the pads. and I believe that the padding because I've seen some padding. It actually has cup sizes. There are pads that are like that now. When ah. I was playing, we just used the men's pads enough, and <laughs> if if there was someone who was well endowed. <laughs> They often had the pads riding up their neck <laughs> and choking them all the time because they wouldn't stay down. I didn't have that problem, fortunately, but they do have padding that is made specifically for women gridiron players now. 
Yeah, which is which good because they've got to understand that the women come in all shapes and sizes and we have to accommodate for that. And no, we don't have any personal interest <laughs> in that at all. <laughs> Okay, you're listening to Basha and Shelley. This is Leilink on Joy 94.9 and we'll be back after these short breaks. You're listening to Basha and this is Leilink on Joy 94.9. Send me a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Or if you go to the homepage right now, so if you go to joy.org.au and on the right-hand side of the screen, you will see the Leilink banner. Click on this and connect with us via social media. Or you can download the podcast or send me an email at leilink at joy.org.au out of Leilink hours to just send me questions, just tell me that you love me, you know, just that kind of stuff, you know, that you want to get in contact contact with Shelley who's our guest tonight in the the hot coach of the foxes the foxy coaches I'm going to call you from now on and she's been sharing with us all things gridiron now you're from America yes mm. Houston no I lived in Houston before I moved here for about eight years, but I was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin, home of the Green Bay Packers, the best football Wisconsin. team Wisconsin ever in the NFL. See the cheese state, I believe. Yes, so you yes. call us cheeseheads. Yes. Okay, good. Tell us all things Wisconsin. So what's the uh what's the scene? The lesbian scene like in Wisconsin and oh. in Houston? It's different. I've lived in several locations throughout the US mm-hmm. and the lesbian scene is different everywhere you go. In Wisconsin, there weren't as many men's bars, women's bars. It was very mixed. Yeah. You'd go out and everybody went to the same place. Well, then, that's good. Yeah, then I spent a summer in Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I think of all the places I've been, Denver was most similar to what I've seen here in Melbourne. Okay. Then I moved to New Orleans, Louisiana. I well, that's got to be a fun school. place. It was brilliant. It was really fun. The people there are the nicest people I've met. They're just so warm and always eating and drinking and partying. There's festivals well, the food and is that you there. know that southern that 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 food is just that southern food. It's just very very. It is. You know, it's it's iconic and everyone knows it. You know, the chicken and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. New Orleans has its own culture. It's like a whole different country within the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's it's very special place. And then, of course, I spent a lot of time in Houston. Yep. Which to me is probably the most multicultural place that yep. I lived. Yeah. And I think the one thing that is a common, there's not a lot of venues for women to go to. It seems to be the case here. You know, there's not like a bar that, you know, you can go to every weekend or... I know. We we did have one, but it closed and that was due to lack of support. Yeah. And that's pretty much the case. And it was a little bit out of the way as well. Yeah. You didn't have close transport and stuff. And that's un- that's unfortunate. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not viable, I think, to run a venue because everyone goes in and a lot of people just complain. Oh, I don't like this music. I don't like this stuff. Right. I don't like this. Duh, duh, duh. It's like, but... In the straight community, you know, if you go out to the bars, there's thousands of them. They're everywhere. And in our community, it's very selective and small. And the men have to seem a lot of more variety, I think, in a lot of bars than we do. And I think that's because they just support everything. Yeah. I think they leave the attitude aside. (laughs) They just want to go and have fun. You know, and that's why we go to their clubs and just take them over. Yes. But I I think here in Melbourne, I really enjoy going out here in Melbourne. I personally overall the music is more my taste here yeah houston was a lot of hip-hop and country music mm, there's a dominating nice yeah it's, <laughs> it's very interesting hip-hop country <laughs> five minutes of hip-hop next thing you know they're two-stepping to some country <laughs> song it's rather odd it's really interesting i must go and see this this would be entertaining do they have the cowboy hats and everything 
some people wear like cowboy hats. But do they swap it with like a baseball cap for the hip hop? And you know, they just keep mixing. No, it's just it's just the crowd is okay. You know, just yeah, Hispanics in in Houston. There's a lot of African Americans and a lot of Caucasians, and they just try to please everybody a little bit, which is good. Because, yeah. yeah, you know, you just want to get that blend and you want to get everyone in there and having fun. Right. So you say that Melbourne parties are a lot better. Absolutely. So we have I, the best I love parties. Melbourne. I, I have a lot of fun here in Melbourne. It's really a good time. And I'm guessing we have the hottest women. So far, I would, yeah, I think that's a good ah, assessment, see. Basha. Ah, see, go Melbourne, <laughs> go ladies, see, we rock. But yes, I'm sure that, you know, the Americans are, are lovely in their own sense, but yes. I think it's, you know, the fact that we just have the, the more relaxed lifestyle here in, in Melbourne. Yeah, the lifestyle here is wonderful. I know uh, I've enjoyed the time I've spent here. I've been here for almost six years. Now oh, you're like a local. Really at home. Feel really you're at one home. of us. Oh. Yeah, yeah. After, after about three years, you know, you've just got to stop saying Melbourne. Melbourne? If you say Melbourne, <laughs> you just got to, you know, just swallow it a little bit. Go Melbourne, just get a bit lazy and just sort of drop the jaw. Then as soon as you do that, you're, you're one of us. It's basically signing your, you know, your, your citizenship. You say Melbourne. <laughs> and you, you have just, a citizenship test and it's all about pronunciation. It's a, it's a personal citizenship <laughs> test. Yeah, it's how you become one of, one of us, you know. And you just get lazy. So you won't call it the, the Melbourne Cricket Ground or the MCG. We've got so lazy at that. We just call it the G. Uh-huh. You know, so you don't even pronounce stuff. No wonder so people, I don't know what you guys are talking about half the time. Yeah, because we just swallow half of the words. The bottom part of the word is just the back part of the word. It's just not important, <laughs> you know. And it's just like, you know, you, you, I'm sure people don't call you Shelly. Yes, they do. They do, actually. actually wow, I was going to say, because some people just call you Shell. You know, okay. they, just, they just try to shorten everything. You know, they even try to shorten my name, which doesn't work. So they'll call me Bush. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that is true. One thing I noticed here that isn't very popular, but in the U.S. is very common. Everybody in the U.S. has a nickname. Oh, that so is. They don't I just show movies name. and stuff. They, they just they give it. you a totally different name. <laughs> well, that could be good because if you're not good with names, you can remember a nickname, I guess. Yeah, but the problem is, is if you you know someone for ten years and you don't know what their real name is yet, <laughs> it can be an issue. I have, my name's actually Michelle. Michelle is just short for Michelle. Oh, see. When oh, people look, find that out, the... they look at me funny, like they can't imagine where Shelley comes from. Yeah, I, I think it's have... pretty obvious. Michelle. <laughs> Yes, but see, I wouldn't have made that connection either because I've known I've known a few Shelleys and they've always been Shelley. So oh, it's like, yeah. So maybe maybe that's just us. I don't know. I don't know. The only time I've ever been called Michelle is when my mother's angry at me. So yeah, that's where the full name comes out and the middle exactly. name comes out, and they articulate everything perfectly. And they don't like, drop oh. anything. And then they use the whole name, and it's like, oh, I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> I remember that as a kid. Yes, I know. That was the dreaded thing. It's a winter at the moment, so it's a bit cold, but we're going to be hitting summer soon. I'm looking forward to it. I know. It's a bit of fun. A bit of beach weather is always nice. Now, getting back to Gridiron, when do you guys plan on actually playing a game? Do you have enough players within the league to actually be able to play at least one game (laughs) just uh, about a week ago i was informed that our first game will be in september september okay i I do not know who the opponent will be yet okay good you have to tell us so we can tell all the the listeners so they can come and watch so we can be there on the sidelines absolutely i'll just have all signs saying go foxy (laughs) shelly the hot coach (laughs) i'll have little pom-poms and everything we'll just be your cheer squad (laughs) oh you embarrassed (laughs) no come on it's it's fun it's it's stuff that we don't do and i've never seen a game so i really 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 want to actually see a game live and actually experience it and then actually understand it it is a much better game to watch live 
yeah, because now I have a little bit more understanding of the game thanks to your explanations earlier. So it's a lot easier now. So I actually know sort of the You're positions. You're just going to be looking stuff. for the tight end. You're going to be confused about who's the tight end. Yeah, I think I'll be looking at all the tight ends. Exactly. <laughs> I oh, think they I'll all be sure are. I'll point them out to you, Basha. <laughs> oh, that'll be that'll be. See, oh, see what a friend's for. See, that's beautiful. I love that that you will do that. Always willing to help a friend. That's great. So yes, I appreciate that because <laughs> that's always helpful. See, ladies, we'll all go there, watch the game, and we'll find out who the tight ends are. Mm. Yes. We'll make our own scoring list. Oh, she's got a nice tight end. Oh, she's got a good tight Oh, sorry, it's a player. Oh, it's only one person on the team. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll just rank them all. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming into the show. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. And again, if people want to get in touch with you guys, what do they need to Google? Go to the Western Crusaders Gridiron. Yes. Website. Do they need to put AU or Australia or something? Probably not. I don't think there is an AU on it. I think it's All just right. .com. I'll put a link on our on our page as well so people can find and you through us. That's that's good. And then also go out to Facebook and mm-hmm. just search for the Western Foxes. The Western Foxes. Wow. And then, yeah, and then they can help you out and join. and Yes, like our page and follow us and come support us. Yes, it's very important. And ladies, don't be afraid. All, all body types, all ages, everyone's welcome. And I'm sure there's lots of positions. And if you're not good at playing, maybe you can just be the person that brings the, the sliced oranges and the treats for the halftime or something like that. I don't know if we have one of those yet. Ah, I, need to, I need to ask around. Yeah, yeah see, that's we'd a good see. position. Yeah, see, we need someone to, to support the team by, by nourishing them. And that's yes. always important. And you need a little cheer squad. So you need like your own little, you know. That's one thing that I don't see here in Australia when I watch sports they don't have cheerleaders no no they got rid of cheer yeah they didn't really have cheerleaders ever I think the women sort of found it a bit funny and then they went when they brought in gridiron into this country they bought the lingerie league <laughs> oh no and I remember don't get me started <laughs> I know I used, to, I used to annoy okay for the listeners who don't know this I used to annoy Shelley a lot by saying we do have gridiron in this country and I used to send her pictures for, for the lingerie league and say look see this is gridiron but it's not actually gridiron but but they're actually going to clothe them a little bit more because they're going to be wearing sports bras and and little spanky pants and they're going to try and move towards a proper sport yeah, I, I believe. Think, I think their their claim is that they're doing this to draw the interest, and then it would evolve into some kind of real women's football. Yeah, uh, but they've been they've been recruiting for over. I remember they did a big recruitment run over a year ago, and I've yet to hear anything about it. So I'm wondering what happened to that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it, but I refuse to follow it personally. We were just following it just for a little bit of eye candy. That was eye candy, exactly. <laughs> that was about the only reason. Yes, but having, having played football, when I look at those women and the limited amount of protective equipment they're playing, and that's what scares me. There's a lot of, they don't have insurance, I'm sure. Well, maybe in this country they do. But in the U.S., there are limitations to the type of coverage that they get if they get injured, and they're not they're not protected well with the limited equipment they're wearing. Well, so the ones that I saw on, on, the, on the ones from America... They had a lot of what I would call personal padding, invested and in, in, implanted under the skin, let's just say. <laughs> and they had a lot in the front and a lot in the back. So maybe that's where they've made their yeah. investment. But yeah, I think that that's probably, you know, that might not be such a good idea if someone exactly. hits you in one of those things because it could Yeah, uh, I haven't thought could about that. That could be a bad thing. Mm. Hmm. Yes. She's leaking on the, <laughs> on the field, you know. Someone ruptured something. That might not be such a good thing. All right, Shelley. So thank you again for coming in and sharing all things gridiron and welcome. and all things American lesbian culture because that's always interesting. 
And we just love the fact that Melbourne has the hottest women. Okay. So, yes. And, yes, yeah, so you've been listening to Leilink. This is Joy 94.9. And good night. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.